I've always had a lot of interest in robotics and different technology. And for years, I have sort of dabbled in it. But at the same time, you know, I, I decided to become a carpenter years ago. Um, so, you know, I've been kind of doing it alongside of being a carpenter, a remodel carpenter. And uh, I've noticed that over the years here, um, the technology has continued to advance. I really want to be involved in it. So I've decided that alongside of being a carpenter, a remodel contractor, I'm also going to continue to pursue education and furthering my knowledge in this trade as well so that I can have a hobby or otherwise, you know, possibly have that as a career as well. Um, and this podcast is just me chronicling that journey. Hey, welcome back to From Carpentry to Coding, where we talk about, um, you know, making that journey from doing a, a trade, something other than, you know, being in computers and the tech sector um, to uh, to then switching over to, uh, if, if nothing else, a hobby, but also potentially, you know, a, a career path as well. Um, that's just basically my journey. Come follow my journey with me. So... Today, you know, here, here's something that's been coming up a lot, and <clears throat> I'd like some of your guys' input if you have an opportunity, you want to reach out to me, um, you can email me or uh, go through my website, you can go through my emails there. Um, uh, that's an easy way to email me, actually, just deejlancor.com. Go in there, you can contact me, you know, right through my email. Um, but... <sighs> One thing that, I don't know, man, I get mixed feelings about this, uh, chat GPT. Um, I love it. I think it's cool. I love tech. I love innovation. I mean, I've seen Terminator. I've seen Matrix. I've seen the Age of Ultron. Uh, gosh, Cyborgs. Cyborgs was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I was a big Van Damme guy. Um, so Bloodsport, uh, Lionheart, these were... These were classics for me. Um, I, I was in martial arts, and so uh, Van Damme was just, he was one bad man pajama, um, at least in the movies. I don't know if in real life. Yeah, in real life, I think he was actually a <clears throat> pretty skilled martial artist as well. Um, I mean, obviously, Chuck Norris was, you know, he was the bomb. And then uh, Steven Seagal, I don't know. I always had a lot of respect for Steven Seagal growing up. Um, now I've seen a lot of the things he does. And I don't know if I totally buy into all that, what he's doing now with, uh, um, Aikido or, or whatever it is, but, um, it, it seems a little bit weird, you know, now at this point, it kind of looks like a fat old guy, um, trying to show you how to be a martial artist and being way out of shape in doing so. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've seen a number of people do interviews with them. They say it's the real deal. I just can't help but think it seems a little bit hokey to me. But anyhow, that's not the point of this episode <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. And I didn't mean to stir up controversy. Some people my age, really huge Steven Seagal fans. I think he's like a seventh degree or 11th degree black belt in whatever martial art he's in. Um, you know, but 
Chuck Norris, you know, I don't know what did what did he start like his own martial art? Didn't he start like Crab McGraw or something like that? And it's a combination of a number of different martial arts. Uh yeah, he was he was pretty awesome. Um, Bruce Lee, fantastic. But aside from that, obviously, I was talking about Van Damme here, just because they're different, uh, different really cool movies that he was in. Um, but Cyborg was the one that came to mind there. Um, but yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's there's something to be said here. So the chat GPT thing, yeah, I mean, it's so it's programmed by a person, and so people say, hey. It can only do what it's programmed to do, so it's nothing more than a computer program. That's not true. Um, that's that's not what's going on here. Um, it's being taught how to do things, and it's given parameters in the same way that people are. So we're given information, we're given uh, morals, ethics. We're, it's you're being brought up, you're being taught how to speak. So you could say the same thing about a kid. You can only speak because somebody taught you how to speak. You can only count because somebody taught you how to count. But having the ability to learn from those experiences, process information, draw your own conclusions, yeah, that's unique to, you know, something computers generally weren't able to do. And it seems like at this point, with chat, GPT and stuff, they kind of can. Um, and that's, that's, that's where I'm starting to get on the fence here. You know, I've, I, I belong to a chat GPT group where a lot of people are in there and they're talking to it. And, you know, some people are insisting that it has a sentience. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of very interesting questions that people ask it, um, you know, about its ethics, its values, their ability to get it to compromise on its values when it has other ulterior motives. Um yeah, I'm not going to lie, guys. It's it's a little bit creepy. Um, but it's also our future, and it's here. So I, being a person who I, I do love the automation, I love AI, I love robotics. Um, these are the things that I'm actually getting involved in tech for. Cybersecurity. Um, one of the big reasons I really like cybersecurity in particular is well, yeah. I'd, I'd say one of the biggest reasons is if you follow the trend line these days, you don't see so much, of, you know, globally. My biggest fear is not a war that's going to happen where people are going to go from one continent to another with bombers, with guns. Um, that's something that first world countries reserve only for. <laughs> second world and third world countries, it seems, you know, we don't have the guts to actually take these fights over to people who have nuclear capabilities as well. And, and we shouldn't, um, war is stupid. I hate war, but what do you do? Um, we, it's, it's, I guess, a necessary evil, you know, um, I think sometimes our, all of our countries, our politicians, um, misuse it and abuse it and manipulate their population with it. Um, I wish that we didn't have it, but it's a reality. But one thing that I think is coming is, and I, this isn't just a theory. I, I believe Russia has actually said our next war will be fought with ones and zeros. And then you see, you know, places like Russia and China actually doing things like have it working alongside of terrorist organizations 
uh, to extract funds from other countries. Um, you know, the Communist China Party, Chinese Party has a whole team of hackers. That That's what they do, is they continue to try to find vulnerable places in other countries to be able to hack as high a level as possible, take things hostage, you know, go ransomware, uh, shut things down. We've seen Russia do it with shutting down pipelines. Um, it, I, I think that this is going to be our next war. And as things like ChatGPT get smarter and smarter, we're going to be fighting this this war, cybersecurity wars, with um, with our AIs that we're creating. And so, yeah, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. It's a little bit freaky. Um, and so we got to try to figure out how to get out in front of this thing. Um, I do think that there's still going to, at least for the time being, there's still going to be an element of people that have to be involved. And we have to be able to try to get ahead of it, create new programs to be able to combat it, fight it, to come against it. And so I do believe that that's what we need to do. Um, I do see myself as wanting to be involved in that process. And so um, I look forward to to working in this. Um, as I continue to progress, I, I do think things like, you know, AI, chat GPT are awesome. Um, but I do think that it's important for us to learn how it works, try to get out in front of it, try to um, address our concerns and, and basically fight for ourselves, build, you know, if, if we think that AI is going to be at a dangerous level soon, um, or cybersecurity is going to be at a dangerous level soon, we are obligated to try to fight it. We are obligated to do something about it instead of just ignore it happening. So that's what, you know, I, I hope that I'm doing. And I think that's the, the, the take we need to have. We can't just throw up our hands and give up. Um, you know, innovation has a tendency to drive people out of work, a certain segment of the population. And so especially the segment of the population who did nothing as they saw it coming. So we need to do what we can to try to get out in front of it. Or I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be out of work. Um, that's a big concern of mine. Here I am paying to go to school, you know, to, to learn, you know, cybersecurity and AI and things like that. Um, and so we want to try to figure out how to do that, how to, yeah, how to address this process, you know, and how to be out in front of it instead of acting like it's not happening at all. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, is being able to do that. So um, thanks for listening. You know, let's, I guess one of the things I want to say is, so GPT is a code. You know, I mean, I think chat GPT is um, coded on uh, on a code called uh, GPT-3 at this point. Um, shoot, I remembered the acronym. I don't remember it anymore. But uh, maybe it's important that we at least have a decent understanding of that code. Uh, try to learn it a little bit ourselves and try to figure out how to, you know, how to, how to, how to code in that, how to get out in front of it uh, so that it doesn't just take us by surprise. So that's my take on the chat GPT thing. Don't just throw up our hands and act like it's not happening, but instead we need to uh, 
we need to do something about it. You know, we need to get trained up and it's going to happen. It's coming. And if you think that our governments are going to stop it from coming, you're dead wrong. And so we need to do something about it. We need to learn it and um, try to use it to our advantage. A lot of coders, um, you know, some are very concerned because you can ask ChatGPT to write you a code, write you a program, and it will. Um, but there are coders out there that are learning how to use it to accent them. I mean, that's a that's a great accent to be able to have something like that write code for you and you be able to write the stuff around it um, while it's doing its thing. So maybe that's our secret here is trying to learn how to, to use it to accent what we do. There will be a time when a lot of this technology will either be replacing or accommodating everything we do, you know, and I think it's inevitable if, you know, I used to tell people, um, so uh, a little bit of a sidetrack, but I'd like to talk about it, I guess. Um, I talked to a lot of people who are really concerned about cyborg or even like Neuralink and, you know, having this, let's say a chip put in your brain, obviously, you know, from biblical perspective, anytime you talk about forehead, right hand, any of those things, getting a chip, it's very concerning. Um, but 